Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. Baseball America, bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Thank you for tuning in to today's Baseball America podcast. All our podcasts and Facebook Live broadcasts are sponsored by Baseballism, the official off-the-field brand of baseball. Baseballism offers apparel for men, women, and kids. Shop now at Baseballism.com. Enter the offer code BASHIP and receive free shipping on your order. Visit Baseballism.com to shop for hats, shirts, and more today. That's Baseballism.com. And J.J. Cooper and John Manuel are here with you on this podcast. Uh, we probably will be with you later today on the Facebook Live uh, we will be talking a lot about the playoffs, but uh, we might talk a little expansion maybe might, today on yeah. today's Facebook Live. But this is our daily playoff podcast, and JJ, uh, only one game last night always kind of makes it hard uh, to 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 only have one game. We've been spoiled by well, many two, two game two good game nights, and we've been spoiled by some four good game days. Those are uh, as as we whittle things down. It's almost anticlimactic to only have one game, and then we had a blowout game, which we haven't right, had too many of those in the postseason. The the outcome was largely, now again, it's 2017, so you can't say that an eight-run lead is absolutely in no doubt. But really, it was largely in no doubt from about halfway through the game on. And then at that point, to be honest, my question was, if if not Dylan Batances now, when? And we did get <laughs> to see Dylan Batances. And... I really come out of this thinking that we're probably we we thought we weren't going to see Dylan Batances on the LCS roster. You thought that yeah, I, I thought did. I thought we would. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. And I come out of this, and I could be wrong again, but I come out of this thinking that if the Yankees make the World Series, I do not know how you can put Dylan Batances right now on the World Series roster because last night with. I, again, I shouldn't start with this because it's not really the key point of the moment. But last it's night okay. with, with the ninth inning where it's like, here, eight runs. I wasn't up for this. So okay. we're going on you. So this is your part of the but podcast. Eight runs. It's you. And then, oh, got to get Tommy Conley up. And got to bring Tommy Conley in. And that's exactly what you don't want to have to do in a game like that. The key thing you're doing in a game like that when you get a light lead like that is... You are resting your bullpen. But the but, main thing is you're also exploring whether Dylan Patances can be yes. a contributor. So, I mean, Tommy Conley getting up or whatever. That, I mean, he kept coming into the game and having to finish Right, I, I yeah. get it. That doesn't, but that doesn't really matter. It's not like he can't pitch tomorrow. Right. But the fact is, what they did do, A, they won a game. Yes. <laughs> B, they figured out, all right, Dylan Patances, we're not going to need him the rest of the series. We're not going to use him yes. again. And what they probably should do is go get a fake MRI and say, oh, he's this wild because he's hurt, and replace him on the roster. And wouldn't shock me if they did that. So, I mean, and it wouldn't Charlie shock me if Dylan Batances... Finley says, I approve of this idea. It also wouldn't surprise me if Dylan Batances is hurt, because mm-hmm. he hasn't had these kind of problems throwing strikes before. Not that I've noticed. And I, I don't watch him all the time. I was but not say, like this, throwing he, to the backstop. But, he, no, he's... I mean, when the, that's what finally ended the last draw. I mean, do you remember, his, I think it was his last year as a starter with the Yankees, 
His walk rate in AAA was 8.3 walks but per nine. But this is different, JJ. No, yesterday, here. yesterday was no backstop. Yesterday was just he could not throw strikes. It was not, you know, it was wild within a normal range of wild. But this is, but he can't be used in a major yeah. league game mm-hmm. <laughs> since he got to the major leagues. That hasn't yeah. been a problem for him. I mean, right. like out of the bullpen, he has never been unusable. He's always been weapon. I mean, so this is right. different. So if he were hurt, I'm not saying he's hurt. But half of Twitter seems to say when some pitcher can't throw strikes anymore, oh, he's hurt, you know? So I, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't see it. But I don't – that's the, that's the least right. of the Yankees' so, problems. But, but, the biggest problem is they have five, uh, four games left in this series, and they need to win three of them. Right. But yesterday, obviously huge for that, CC Sabathia is, uh, is doing everything he can to, uh, to put a incredible uh, finish on his – you know, what probably is – Nearing the end of his Yankees career, I mean, at least a pretty decent chance. And yeah, he's again, gonna, he's going to be an interesting free agent this off season. I mean, there's not a ton of pitching out there. And he was, and he threw 150 innings with 120, roughly ERA plus this year, and he's been strong in the playoffs. So really, and that guy looks like an asset to a staff, and, not a not a anvil dragging it down. And obviously, today's day game, which. By the way, I know it makes sense because you have an East Coast and you have West Coast. But Yankees how often do the game. Yankees get the day game? Yeah, you know, with the uh, that that's that's unusual. But um, but with this day game today, this is obviously this is the pivot point of the series because you do look at it today and you say Sonny Gray versus Lance McCullers, Junior, and, and you do think that the Yankees have a very solid shot. To go because again the, the Yankees said no Sonny Gray's our guy whereas the Astros really it was we're we'll we'll announce after the game mm-hmm. who's going to start Game Four that usually is an indication you know when you're saying well it's going to be this guy or this guy that you're a little less certain of kind of how well, it's, things. it's where the Astros are uh, with their pitching staff I mean like coming into the playoffs I mean this has obviously been a point of uh, emphasis for you and in, in these podcasts JJ they don't think of the starting pitcher. Uh, as a more than two times through the order guy, unless it's Keuchel or Verlander, right. um, which I, you know, we were saying it differently. You were emphasizing the shorter for guys. I was emphasizing the fact that we, since we have fewer guys who teams will trust, uh, it's two different sides of the same argument. But they trust. So Colin McHugh goes through there last night and throws four scoreless. I don't even know if he gave up a hit. Uh, the parts I was in and out uh, after the game got to be uh, you know beyond reach after the judge home run. Uh, you know, did did McHugh throw a ton of curveballs? Because that's been what the what the Astros have done uh, most of the season, most of the season, and in the postseason. That's what teams, especially uh, last series, uh, that's what the, the Indians did to the Yankees mm-hmm. with some success. And that's Lance McCullers Jr.'s best pitch. Yes. Now, if you piggyback him with say a Brad Peacock, that's not Brad Peacock's best pitch out of the bullpen. He's not a curveball guy. He's a power guy. Um, so that'll be an interesting mix. Right, I, mean, I do think in, really it is, like, I understand where the Astros is coming from this, because really what we are talking about for today probably is one of them's going to start, but the other's going to pitch. Right. So you, it doesn't really matter. You're going to start one of them, and it's not even something where you're talking about, like, there's a, a, a massive difference to the Yankees lineup depending on who starts. It certainly does matter that it got to a good start. Right. I mean, like, you, you pick, by picking McCullers Jr., they're gonna, I think, telling Lance McCullers Jr. just give us everything you have, 
and we'll we'll let you know when you're done, mm-hmm. and it'll be before you think you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, so but give you know, the the bigger issue to me for the Astros is they've scored five runs in this series. JJ, this is statistically far and away the best lineup in baseball, and they hit very well against the Red Sox, who had good pitchers. They saw good pitchers from Boston and they hit them. In this series, outside of Altuve and Correa, the rest of the lineup has done very very little. Yes. Uh, what are you seeing that the Yankees are doing to the to I, the Astros hitters? I think part of it is is just that this is the Yankees. Uh, credit to the Yankees pitching, you know, especially I know you know credit once you get into that bullpen. And I know they hit a roll. They hit, you know, a roll as Chapman in the ninth inning, which is very hard to do. But uh, but just in general, I do think I think we've seen a lot of really good pitching in this series. I mean, yeah. and and as you talked about, you and Kyle talked about more than I did on the podcast going into them heading to New York. But the reality of it is is that part of that though is also yeah, it was a you know, it was a, a higher scoring game yesterday because <laughs> there the the park there in uh in New York is uh is very advantageous for uh, home runs. Todd Frazier's home run. Yes. I mean that's that shows his strength to go oppo like that, but at the same time That was not a home run swing. That's not one you're gonna be teaching uh No that 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 wasn't a, that that was a and it was also unusual to see the defensiveness of a lot of Twitter about Yankee Stadium like oh there's a, how about short porch in uh, in Minute Maid Park well that game was when there are short home runs hit Minute Maid Park we'll we would talk about that but, but there are a, a ton of one, short home runs this was a short one at Yankee Stadium and, and uh, even judges now judges was a screaming shot right but at the same time. It was also, and again, it wasn't hit to right field, which is really the uh, the gimme home runs in uh, in Yankee right. Stadium. But it was something that, you know, it, it did not clear that fence by much. It was also um, unusual just to see uh, Darren Woman's tweet about it. That is not, I mean, if you're going to throw a fastball, that's where you want to throw a fastball to judge. Up and in, almost out of the zone. That's mm-hmm. his coldest, on his little heat map, mm-hmm. that was the coolest spot. Um, I'm not sure if the, it was the idea like, being it's it's hard for someone who's that tall that long, to, yeah, to get to that up and in spot, mm-hmm. and so that was just really just good hitting by Aaron Judge. I mean, like the the Frazier one, I just thought was baseball in 2017, but the Aaron Judge home he, run was just smoked. really good hitting. And the thing is, like Aaron Judge, uh, that's the scariest part for the Astros. What if Judge gets hot? The Yankees are in the LCS. You know, they're down two games to one, but they're basically, uh, uh, you know, they're kind of holding serve. And that's with Judge not being hot. What if Judge gets hot? He could win them the next seven games they need to win, not on his own, but virtually. He could win four of those games. That's a very scary proposition for all the other teams. Aaron Judge is the kind of, I mean, he could be Atlas. He could put the whole freaking world on his back, but not to mention and, that team. And by the way. We also Greek saw the mythology other part of, of the day. We way. also saw the other part of it, and I know you went Greek. You didn't go yes. Roman there. You weren't going to, you know. Well, the Romans just copied, copied all of our yeah, stuff. You know, yeah. Losers. But uh, um, <laughs> I can speak but, a little Latin if you need me to. Though. But 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 the other part of it is is that we didn't just see Aaron Judge hit a home run. We also saw a reminder of the fact that Aaron Judge. This is not some big hulking stiff. You know, I okay. I, I saw. I heard. You know, I think it was Ken Rosenthal's story about. You know. Uh, Aaron Judge comparing him to, you know, like when he was in college, like they played uh, football 
with the baseball team, and they compared him to Barry Sanders, which hmm. seems a little uh, strange for six foot eight dude. But uh, yeah, maybe I would imagine more like Eric Dickerson, like but uh, tall, a tall, that's the tallest running back I can think of. Tallest great running back. And also, back. he ran up runs. Yes, so. he did. But um, he was also incredible. But the thirty but for thirty saw, with SMU was on yesterday. So, but we saw Aaron Judge defensively. I mean, again, I. The funny thing is, is the ones that get the most notice usually are understandably like we, with Cody Belger. We talked about the the play that made got the notice was him falling into the dugout, right. and the Dodgers, his Dodgers teammates, kind of looking at him like, "Oh, maybe we should go over there." Yeah, and help him. Dave Dave Roberts kind of like falling out of the way as opposed to. But well, well, um, I'll forgive him thanks to two thousand four. But uh, but you had that, and then you had you know, but so like with Judge, you had him crashing, and it was a great catch, but crashing into the wall. But to me, it was the one. It was when he came in on that, like that sinking liner, and yeah. you know, and catches that one. That just an shows asset. you. He's an that just shows player. you the athleticism. That shows you the body control, everything that you really are talking about in a uh, you know in a solid right fielder. Um, and again, you're right. Like Aaron Judge has been. Aaron Judge. It does not surprise me that Aaron Judge has struggled at, at times in this postseason because. With the strikeouts that he has, yeah, he led the he led the majors in strikeouts. With the strikeouts that he has, he is a hitter who can be pitched to. Obviously, if you strike out two hundred times in a year or more, you can be pitched to. This no is question. not this is not something where you say there are no holes here. How do we figure out how to get the ball by him? No, if you, if you set the record for most consecutive games with a strikeout, you could be pitched to. That being said, as they made a joke about it in the game yesterday, which I think was a very good one, which is is that. If we wanted to speed up the game, you just start every Aaron Judge, uh, you know, count at three two because <laughs> that he is yeah. also he is selective, you know, considering that you know when you talk about the strikeouts and all that, and so you have to make your pitch. You have to if you execute. He's that's the guy. If you point, execute, if they executed and right. he still hit it. That's my and point. If he gets to that that's point, that's the scary yeah, part. If he that's if exactly my point. If he's on fire where you execute and he still hits it's it. It's like NBA jams. Yes. Just, he's gonna he's he, on you're, fire. you're in trouble. You know, so, um, so I do. I think the Astros are in trouble uh, for a two-one lead, series lead. That would be the I would be the most worried two-one series leading team because they haven't scored, and the Yankees do seem like they're executing. And maybe this uh, series will change my mind on Larry Rothschild because I've never been big Larry Rothschild pitching coach guy, and uh, you know I always think he's gotten off scot free for Kerry Wood and uh, and Mark Pryor's demise. I always thought all the blame went to Dusty. And Larry Rothschild said right there as the pitching coach, like he should be saying, I'm right here. I'm the pitching coach. Um, so, uh, but he's been in New York a long time. And, uh, yeah, I, if he's in charge of these pitching plans, of how they're attacking Astros hitters, then kudos to Larry Rothschild. Whoever's doing that, kudos to them. So, But, again, like you said, like when you say trouble, to me it all depends on this game. Because, obviously, again, this is not – I'm bringing out a very obvious point here. I admit that. But – if the Astros can win today, it is really, really hard. I don't care right, you know, if you're, the, for the so, Yankees to say we're going to get two against Verlander and Keuchel, but a win today by the Yankees, and you say, "Hey, you know what? Even if we do lose to Verlander and Keuchel, which not that we are, we're not giving those games away or not conceding right. them in any way, but even if that happens, we can still win the series." Well, that's if you, you know. No, actually, sorry, you can't. You have to win one. You have to yeah. win one of those. Duh, yeah. Uh, duh. yeah, I was waiting for brain is game, brain is addled by uh, too many late nights. Yes, I was, worried, I was worried saying, about where you, you were can, going. Okay, you can lose the Verlander game, but yes, you are right. You are. And, and the thing is, the Astros are hitting one sixty nine. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the, the the Yankees are hitting 183, but that's better than 169. So to me, that just the fact that the Astros' identity is best offense in baseball, and they have been what is their OBP and slugging? It's uh, it's it's worse than the the Yankees. 492 OPS JJ versus 570. So yeah. it's bad all the way around. Mm-hmm. They're slugging 225. So. It's but, bad all the way around. By the way, and baseball and is... Don't forget, like, the winning runs. That, like, one of the runs they scored was this Herculean play by Altuve. And last night, when it was 3 nothing, first and second, I believe it was, two outs, maybe bases loaded for Correa, he takes 92 down the middle from Sabathia. Like, up. what was that? Like, first of all, what, what was he doing taking that? You're going to get a better pitch than that? Some, second yeah. of all, he gets the next pitch, and I guess there was, again, afterwards, I'm, I don't remember whose work I'm stealing, but I think it might have been Darren Woolman. Like, Carlos Correa gets cutters from left-handed pitchers mm-hmm. this year. Okay, we're drilling down a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But his uh, OPS against, like, cutters from left-handed is, is in the four digits. And he just missed. And, and he missed it. And he I mean, missed he it. Under. He popped up. But it got in on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he thought he might. He thought he was getting the same pitch. He thought he was getting that 92 fastball down the middle. So Sabathia made a pitch. But also Correa missed his pitch. And then, you know, the Yankees really got after Charlie Morton after that. Which, again... Astros kind of left them in a little bit longer, JJ, than they had been doing earlier in this series. So, uh, you know, Astros, uh, again, every game, momentum swings in these series very quickly uh, with one game and with the starting pitcher and all those kind of things. But uh, I would be worried as an Astros fan that the best hitting team is baseball does not look like that in any way, shape, or form uh, in this series. Uh, Cubs and Dodgers game three, JJ, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on that series well, they, going forward. I mean, they're I mean kind of again, the same, this is, Cubs are in the same spot, really, the Yankees were in. The Cubs are in the same spot. Obviously, you <laughs> – yes, it's must win. If you're – technically, it is not must win. Your game four, if you lose this one, is must win, as is everyone other. But yeah, you have to get them early because the reality of it is, is we have seen very little indication. This is a – this is a – as rested a bullpen – as any of the teams left in the postseason, the Dodgers have. Right. And this is a very effective bullpen, especially when you get to Kenley Jansen. So the reality of it yeah, is... They've, is they've found some bridge pieces, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Singrani's become one of those. Maeda has been one of those. They've found some pieces to get the ball to Jansen, and Jansen seems like he is the most capable of two innings regularly in the postseason because we saw with Wade Davis, two and a third innings... And he didn't want to. I mean, Joe Madden did not want to use him in Game Two, so he didn't, and uh, you know, to his detriment. But it was kind of like Costanza in the episode where he didn't trust the uh, he didn't trust the cook and the cl- who who poisoned his food. He just kind of shook his head like, no, no, no. It was uh, it was very Costanza esque for Joe Madden the other day. He was not going to use uh, Wade Davis unless he absolutely had to. And you have two very different starting pitchers with Kyle Hendricks and you uh, Darvish. I do think the starting pitching advantage is. In my mind, fairly significant with the Cubs. Uh, Kyle Hendricks has been awesome in this postseason. I know you Darvish is good, but he's been a five inning guy, and I'd rather have Darvish. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Hendricks on the mound in this postseason than I would Darvish, even though Darvish is the power hitter, power pitcher. Uh, to me, advantage to the Cubs with Hendricks. I'm gonna go advantage. Dar- I, I, I know think- you are. That's why I said yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm trying to set you up. Yeah, I'm going to go to advantage Darvish, um, and I do think based on what. Um. I, again, Hendricks in the, in the last his last outing was not. I mean, he was he's been really good in the postseason overall. Last outing was not all that great. I mean, it was okay, but it was not you know any, better than Darvish. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's been better than Darvish in the postseason. But um, but I I you know I do think I just think also I mean well the one thing that is that is yet to really hurt the Dodgers 
that I kind of am interested to see, you know, is, is, is Seeger is, is with, you know, that. Yeah. They don't have one of their best, I would say their best pure hitter. Mm-hmm. They are without. And that is yet, I mean, they've, they've so far so good despite right. that, but I am kind of interested. It does. It's a very deep lineup. It does make it obviously shorter. I mean, it's there's that's obvious. Yeah. Again, I'm Mr. Obvious today. That's I okay. apologize. We're but, all tired. Uh, you know, but it is something where it is, it has yet to hurt them. You kind of are interested to see, you know, is that going to to be something that really does hurt them? I uh, I know they also like to spread these games out. I am a little bummed that's a nine o'clock start tonight because if I'm tired right now, I don't even want to think about well, tomorrow. Well, thank God it's nine and not ten. <laughs> like I was afraid it was a ten o'clock start, so. I mean, I don't know what traffic's going to be like in L.A. today, but that, I mean, okay. I, oh, it's Chicago. It's Chicago. That's the thing well, that's why'd they do it at 9 o'clock? I know. I'm confused. I'm addled as well, J.J. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make... Well, it is what it is. So, I guess the thing is they're giving the American League game some time to breathe. Which is smart, but it is... I mean, they're giving it some definite time to breathe. Because yes. it's... Uh, yes, I think they we have, I think we have a five-hour window there, which does just kind of say something about um, not just baseball, but sports in 2017 that you need a five-hour window. Let's be honest, if it was college football, you might need more. But uh, Yeah, so Darvish has gone six and two-thirds, five and five in his three career postseason starts. That's what I, you know, the Dodgers do I, have bridges. They do I, have I, some bridges. I, just, I, have, I have no, if I'm the Dodgers, I have no expectation beyond that. But they have a bullpen where if they get if they get five and Darvish hands, you know, hands off the ball and he's given up one run in five, they probably they have a very good chance of winning that game. That's possible. I think the bar should. I think the, I still think the bar's higher. So I think I, I I think you know for me I think I think the bar is still higher. The deeper your starting pitching pitcher goes in the game, and if you, that means he's a he's pitching well to go deep in the game these days, you have to be pitching really really well. So the deeper he goes, the better in my mind. And the less you have to use uh, your middle relievers uh, for me, the better. I know middle relievers are good these days. I know if I'm the Cubs, I don't want to use my middle relievers. I don't want the game decided by Brian Dunsing, Pedro Strope, and maybe Hector Rondon, or certainly well, not. We know I love him. Certainly not Carl Edwards but Jr. We know, we know at this point, we know that Carl Edwards is going to pitch in this game He's because pitch. he pitches in every he game. He pitches every game. But if I'm the Dodgers, do you want the game decided by you, Darvish, or by Tony Singrani? You want it decided by you, Darvish, JJ? No, see, again, we're, we're just at different worlds on this. Uh, you're like, just wrong. No. And, <laughs> you're just wrong. If you wrong. have Justin Verlander, that's fine. But the reality is, is for... You nowadays, and this is what I said before this before this whole playoff right. started. Nowadays, beyond those guys who are the CC Sabathia last night, you got six out of them. That is the absolute upper end of what you're expecting out of CC now. And you know what? CC can be. He's a, 36. But you CC Darvish be, is not. But CC can be a great. He's been a great postseason pitcher for them in five to six inning increments. That is in 2017. That's why you build these bullpens so extensively. So that you can do that, because the reality of it is, is that most for for mere mortal pitchers, the third time through the lineup is when the advantage really shifts to the hitter. For you know, for almost for even non-mortal pitchers, the fourth time through the lineup, your the combination of fatigue and them seeing you four times, the advantage really shifts to the hitter, and right. that's where it, your advantage uh, lies. That's right, and I still believe uh, I would if I'm the Dodgers again. You just I know we're talking past each other. It's got to be frustrating to listen to. You would be better off if you Darvish is locked in. If your starting pitcher is good, if your starting pitcher is going well, you'd rather have him than your middle reliever. That's really all I'm saying. That's the part that gets lost. I'm not saying I want crappy you Darvish out of gas instead of Tony Singrani. I want good you Darvish instead of Tony Singrani. 
I don't think you Darvish is good enough. And that means you get to face Tony Segrani. That becomes advantage Cubs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. Where, that's where we just start yeah. understanding each other. And I know Tony Segrani has been good. I'd rather face him if I'm the Cubs than good you Darvish. You Darvish is best, greater than any of those middle relievers the Dodgers have. The only re- reliever the Dodgers have who's greater than good you Darvish is Jansen. So that, my point is, those win, those innings, the sixth and seventh, before they go to Jansen, that's where you have to get them if you're the Cubs. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I mean, it's two different ways of saying it, but I mean, I, I, I don't think it's that big of a leap between the two of them. It's not really, I don't, I don't feel like we're opposed on it, but um, I guess we are. But this is what JJ said we're going to miss yesterday, these misunderstandings and talking past yeah. each other and me getting uh, me yelling. So uh, it'll, it'll be fun to uh, to do that for the next couple of weeks. But uh, And we'll do it today, later this afternoon on uh, Facebook Live. We usually do those around 1230, uh, 1 o'clock-ish, uh, at facebook.com slash baseballamericamag. Uh, we will talk we'll to you at that time about it. We, we, it is much more about your questions. And I'm we will sure talk we'll, expansion. I think we're going to I'm sure we'll expansion. talk a little bit about Tracy Regal's expansion story, and we'll take your questions. And we'll do that on uh, Facebook Live this afternoon. And all of our Facebook Lives and our podcasts are brought to you by Baseballism. Don't forget to shop now at baseballism.com. Enter the offer code BASHIP and receive free shipping on your order. Visit baseballism.com to shop for, shop for hats, shirts, and more today. For JJ, I'm John. We'll see you on the next Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody. This concludes our program. Want more in-depth baseball coverage? Be a better fan. Visit baseballamerica.com to get more comprehensive baseball coverage. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.